You're listening to the Football Revolution. You're listening to the Football Revolution. I'm your host, Geo. Welcome to the show. Another action-packed 45 minutes. But first, good evening to my co-host, VIG. How you doing, mate? Good evening. Very good. Had a very good weekend, so uh, ready to go. Mate, uh, so hopefully you've uh, stayed out of trouble and hopefully you've watched all your football so uh, we have something to talk about. I did watch plenty of football. It was great. Mate, and we're getting closer to... uh, Baby G, so that's good news too. So every week we do another show. It's uh, good for us, but it's also another week closer to you becoming a dad, which is pretty exciting. It is exciting. It is. Not long now. Mate, and uh, if people missed last week's show or they want to hear this week's show, what's the deal? Yeah, definitely. We've uh, teamed up uh, with Football Nation Radio, so you can hear um, our podcast on all their platforms, as well as our socials, Spotify, uh, Apple and Google Podcasts. Lovely. Now, a couple of things first before we get stuck into our Revolution Roundup. A lesson, I suppose, for the A-League. Even the biggest and the best can get it wrong. FIFA randomly drew the uh, European World Cup playoff draw. So pitting Italy, who are ranked sixth, and Portugal ranked eighth against each other, which means either now my mighty Italians and European Cup winners or probably last World Cup for Ronaldo, neither of them, neither can both well, be at the they tournament. They need to bring Blatter back so he can uh, rig the system and, and split those two teams up because you're going to have the reigning European champions in Italy or Portugal with Ronaldo, arguably one of the greatest players of all time, uh, missing out on a World Cup. And that's Royal a stuff disaster. Up. That's a disaster. And the next ranked, highest ranked is Sweden, which is 18th. So surely they should have been put in each of the group, the pools themselves, and then you randomly pick the rest. Well, they didn't have the uh, hot balls and cold balls, obviously. They, <laughs> so. I just can't believe that. How can you risk having the European champions or Portugal well, with Ronaldo not at the World Cup? Put it this way. The European champions, if you win the European Championship, you should have automatic qualification to the next World Cup. Yeah, look, it goes to show, you know, last week we were saying around uh, some of the broadcasting of the game, they've got work to do in that, but it goes to show it even happens to the best. So I suppose lesson learnt, maybe not, but a good, a good sort of – point for the for the uh the a-league to look at now is even the best get it wrong so make sure you, you, your attention to details there and you work your best to try and get the best result for everybody um been watching Sunderland till i die on netflix which is a great show um i just watched the episode where they they bagged the hell out of uh current wanderer star jack rodwell for not taking a pay cut are these guys for real I'll it is absolute poor form that is poor form, but I'll tell you what, he was good on the weekend when he came on. He, he was and he, good. And he could have got the winner. He, he should have scored, I think. It was, but uh, look, is this a coincidence? So poor form, badly managed, and they find themselves now in the Division 1. Is that Jack Rodwell or is that the running of the Sunderland club? Because think about this, and this is, this is why it gets me angry. If he had signed a contract for £10,000 a week and they started doing a lot better, and he went to them and said, hey, I'm worth 30000 They would have said, get lost, see you later. Your contract says ten. He signed a contract. They signed because they probably knew if he didn't agree to them, him ha- keeping it at 60, no matter what division they're in, he wouldn't have signed. And then when they get relegated, which they never expected, they're saying to him, hey, get out the door. Otherwise, you're going to lose. We're going to lose players. Up. It's your fault. It's not his fault. Even people in the no, club, no. in the in the cafe, the restaurant that were blaming him, it's not his fault. Yeah, definitely not. And that's not, it's not the first time this has happened in football. It's not the last time it will happen. But uh, put it this way, Jack Rodwell's he's in Sydney instead of Sunderland, so you know maybe maybe the lifestyle here is uh, a lot better than what it was over there. Um, look, look, hopefully we get Jack on during him. the season to be able to have a chat with him and set the record straight. But I just think yeah, definitely. if if you wanted to get rid of him, you had to sit down with him and see if there's somewhere else he could go, not just force him out the door because it was badly managed. But anyway, I've had my rant. Uh, we have our players' skate room tonight with Macarthur Bulls attacking weapon Craig Noon. We uh, welcome to the show our new teammate, legend, Robbie Slater, for his new segment, which is going to be called Royalty Robbie. He is football royalty, so what he says he is. usually is pretty uh, on the money and uh, and pretty smart, and, and, and he's got a great football brain. So we welcome our new teammate to the show a little bit later. And uh, quick snapshot on the A-League. Victory only team with two wins. Raw, the only team without a point. Sydney in an unfamiliar position near the bottom of the table, only on uh, one point. Is it they're only on one, one point? point? Yep. yep. Had the draw and first week. the Phoenix, the Bulls, Adelaide, and Wanderers not to experience defeat yet. Um, Adelaide and the Wanderers both have had two draws. Would you be happy with that, or do you go for guts or glory, Vidge? Do you decide you go for wins? No. Wins are more important than keeping uh, you know your undefeated record intact. 
Look, I think for Adelaide coming back from 2-0 down, they'll probably be happy with the draw. But uh, for the Wanderers, they've played two home games now and have only got two points from them. And uh, by all accounts, the, the, the way they played in that first half was not good enough. So I, I think they should be disappointed. And they and then they took the lead in the second half as well. So uh, I'd be disappointed if I was the Wanderers in right, home we'll, games. We'll touch on that a little bit more. But uh, let's get uh, rolling into our Revolution Roundup. So first game of the weekend, uh, six in total, was the Western United versus Perth Glory on the Friday night. Western United uh, earned their first win of the season via a dubious goal. Now, okay, Wenzel Halls was jolly on the spot, but I think uh, Connor Payne had ran the ball into uh, the car park before he crossed it across. He but, did, uh, but how did they not check that? Or, like, is it just, are we just relying on the linesman call who's on the other side of the pitch? He's got to look through three players, the goalkeeper, two posts. Look, I, I love those, uh, you know, those dance parties now where you have the headphones and they tell you the silent discos silent disco, and they have yeah. the colours come on. If you go over the line, just make the grass highlighter red or something. Like, just yeah. if you're over the line, let's just bring it up or send some sirens Lights off or something. should something. Something should happen, right? <laughs> there should be something. Considering now yeah. they're on a new home, they've spent a lot of money now, you can't have a game decided on that and, and that's pretty much the talking point. Yeah. I think uh, Garcia must have heard me because he changed his lineup, but he's still too negative. So if you're listening right. again, Garcia, he played... I think he pushed one of his fullbacks up into midfield and he played still one striker though. But at the moment, I don't think, hence no goals on the weekend. I'm not surprised. No goals and, and no Sturridge. Where was Sturridge? So to- Tony Sage has tweeted that um, Sturridge, he's not used to long haul flights and felt he couldn't contribute. So look, so you've, you've rested Sturridge, but then um, I think Tony is at Pig Night uh, yeah, but He's come out and said it wasn't Sturridge's choice, it was the club's choice because we're preparing him for later in the year. What, when you've missed the playoffs? Yeah, right. So, so <laughs> wait, wait. So when he looked at the map of Australia yeah. and he saw Perth, did he not realise that every flight, every second week, he's going to do a long-haul flight? Like, yeah, what's he going to do when, he, when, he, when they have to play in Wellington? Yeah, but even worse was, not only have they cleared his name, which is great because it wasn't his decision, but they've come out and said that uh, uh, the only reason they played him first week is because a big crowd turned up and they wanted to see him. Look, yeah, not for four-minute cameo. Look, I, I heard he was just looking for a barbershop in Melbourne. So <laughs> They've scored one goal in two games. Keo's now missing for three weeks because he's picked up, I think, a hamstring injury. So at the moment, you need to get your best cattle on the park. And, you know, how do you get match fitness? By playing games. I don't, I don't know. So, look, I, I think that the main thing out of the game was uh, it was nice to see uh, Aloisi get his first win. But uh, and I and I'll, I'll mention this probably later in the show too. I love Diamante's football brain. I am in oh. love with his brain. He tries to beat Jones from halfway. How good was that? And Jones, look, was was awake and he's a good keeper, so he he avoided any embarrassment. But even he was able to appreciate. He had, he had a laugh about it, didn't you? Honestly, you could play. He's played you all around a, the world. You just got a smirk. But Jones has it. played all around the world. Yeah, and he has to come back to the A League to see a bit of. Magic. Wizardry from that. Yeah, from, magic. from the D, Mar- was, D Magic. I love him. He's, he's fantastic. But uh, moving on to our uh, second game of the weekend, which was uh, the first of the, I think, three Saturday games. It was a 2-1 win for the Wellington Phoenix against the Central Coast Mariners. Uh, both keepers will be annoyed they didn't keep clean sheets. I think Sale conceded after a poor back pass. Yep. And Birigetti, it was an error from, I think, Rolls off, the, uh, off a corner, which gifted them a goal. He was not cited on the second one. And then I thought Rolls said, look, if I've done it once, I'll do it again. Play it again, Sam. He gave away a penalty which allowed uh, Mark to show his great uh, uh, penalty-saving skills and and kept that out. But I think both keepers would have liked to have kept clean sheets. And as much as the game was quite entertaining, if it was nil-nil, it probably would have been, I think, the right result. result. Yeah, look, I think uh, Tarek Elrich called it before the game. He said uh, Wellington 2-1 and Soterio winner. And that's that's what played out. Um, I thought Wellington were good. I thought uh, Borley was was really good, um, sort of occupying that space where he where he comes into into the centre of the field. Isn't is the quality of players like Ball and Hooper? Aren't they the players we want across all the teams in the A League yeah, to be absolutely. able to watch absolute quality every week? Absolutely, they're, they're still these are guys still top quality players who have come here for a different lifestyle. Whatever it's whatever you've done to get him here, just replicate it and start bringing more of those yeah. players in. Yeah, they're not. You know they're not massive names, but they're good quality footballers who have played at high levels um, overseas in in Europe uh, and, and in England in particular. And they've they've come to the A League with you know still a point to prove and you know not past their their best so to speak. Um, and you know Gary Hooper, if you if you put a ball on a plate for him, he will finish. And Borley, same same. You know he he's so good getting that ball and, and cutting inside and and becoming almost that second striker. Question for you, Vig. So I know Mark, uh, our guest later on in the show, Birigetti may. Um, uh, sorry, not uh, Mark, but I, I know that, uh, that the Mariners would probably disagree with this. But uh, 
they're missing a few players, right? So at the moment, it looks like Yerena and Bozanica are playing you know, by themselves. There's some players in there who are a bit inexperienced. Can you tell me this? Why would a club like that not go for a Roy O'D? I'm absolutely gobsmacked. He's now playing in the NPL with Sydney Olympic, which means he's definitely taken a pay cut. As good as he is, he's taken a pay cut. They have lost players in the off-season. Okay, they might have recruited okay. The guy is top pedigree. He's a goal scorer. You've got no Matt Simon at the moment. Him alongside Arena would have been sensational for them. It would have given him another name player. And he's obviously not on huge coin. I I just, I'm dumbfounded. I I don't know. I don't know. I think... Having Nick Montgomery there now, he's obviously got a lot of trust in the youth system. He knows a lot of these players. And, you know, Central Coast are almost becoming a club that, you know, if you want to play, if you're a youth player, go and play for Central Coast. You go and play in the youth system um, because, you know, you're more than likely to get more of a chance in the first team playing there. Yeah, but but what about this, though? So last year... They were by country mile the best the best side in the in the country city right. They still blooded Tilio, Kolakowski, uh, Atkinson got more game time. There's young guys coming off the bench, so you yeah. can still you need to have experience with young players. Okay, you might have a few more young than what other clubs do, but you can't just have two or three experienced players with a group of young guys because guess what? That is a work in progress. It takes four years, and what usually happens when you hit by the time you hit the four years is you've lost three or four of your good talents to the bigger clubs anyway. Yep. So it's it's yep. ludicrous. But yeah, look, it's it's probably something we can discuss in more detail at a later date. But uh, yeah, I just find that absolutely mind blowing that you don't have you have a player of that quality who obviously wasn't asking for top dollar, and you let him slip through your fingers. So the second game was between Adelaide and Melbourne City. Adelaide proved they're not just the, the city of uh, angels but they're the, or churches, they're the city of comebacks because they were <laughs> dead and buried at 2-0. Uh, they were. Andrew, they got resurrected, didn't Andrew they? Andrew Newboots with an absolute perler. That was... Oh, he was on fire. The assist for, uh, for J-Mac and then, and then that goal. That's, that's textbook Naboot uh, cutting in and then he doesn't like shooting with his left foot, does he? So he's just gone outside of the foot. Bang, top corner. Well, if you have that in your arsenal, right, you don't need a oh, left You don't need a left You can foot, just hit man. it with the outside of your right, yep. right foot. But it goes to show... I didn't right. need a left foot. I gave it to my brother anyway. <laughs> Maybe you can ask for it back if you oh, like. But uh, you, you look at it, right, this is a tale of, of two coaches. So PK will be very annoyed that they blew a 2-0 two, two away lead with only 15 to go. But Carl Veed on the opposition bench will be ecstatic with the never-say-die attitude, but you can't be giving teams a two-goal head start every week because if no. you do, you won't be getting many points. I'll tell, I'll tell you what, there should be more talk about Cassini Yangi. Um, just just the way good. just the way he gets the ball, the way the confidence in him. Um, you know, I think if he if he gets another real good season under his belt, I don't see why Graham Arnold won't be calling him up. It's it's a big call. This is you know to, to after two games in the season, but I, I I see the potential in him, and I don't see why Graham Arnold might not bring him into the uh, Socceroos squad by the end of the season. If I was him, I'd be tip. smiling now because I tell you what, in the past you've told us. Uh, all these players that you start mentioning, James Holland, and all of a sudden we're looking at each other going, who's he talking about? Within six months they're playing in the a, in the A-League or, or uh, overseas the Socceroos. Yeah. So, yeah, look, it's, it's a good call from you. You know your stuff. So, look, fingers crossed for, for him, I suppose, that uh, your, your prediction does come true. But uh, moving to the last uh, of the three Saturday games, so Sydney nil, uh, MacArthur Bulls won. Uh, so pretty much, I think we could sum this up. Bulls have the rose, and Sydney got the thorns. Is that how? Is that pretty, pretty much pretty how much. it works? Look, to, to me, Sydney was still rattled from the uh, FFA Cup against Sydney Olympic. I thought Olympic in that first. I was out there on on last Wednesday night, and I thought Olympic almost outplayed them in that first. But half. you're biased, though, aren't you? I am biased because that's that's my boyhood club. That's I where I spent that. a lot of time there. Played a lot of football for for Olympic. So my young fella plays at Olympic, look, so I'm I'm slightly biased too. I'm biased, but <laughs> I'll tell you what: the atmosphere out there at Belmore and uh, the crowd, just just the whole event, um, was a success, and it it screams for a second division. It does it does scream for a second division, but look, Sydney had enough possession and chances to get something out of the game. But uh, Sydney's league form is as cold and wet as the weather here at the moment, unfortunately yeah. for them. Like I'd they they still will be up there. They've got a great great potential. Yeah, I'm, you not, know. I'm not. I'm not. Look, after the first two games, I'm not that sure anymore because. Okay, without, ask you this: How badly will they miss Luke Bratton? Oh, massive! He's huge. He's huge. He he's a, a top class midfielder in this league, if not you know one of the best. Defensive midfielders. So does Sydney need to go out now and find a replacement? I, I, think, I don't know where you go shopping, maybe online, uh, but where do you, where do you I, get a player from? I think from? they do because for me, um, they need they need a replacement. They need to they need to get a top notch 
uh, defensive midfielder, someone who can control the tempo of the game like Braden does. You know, Braden puts his foot on the ball. He knows when to play a long ball. He knows when to play short. He just we discussed this off air. So I think the did you say the uh, the Japanese leagues are coming to an end? So players are. like is that where you start looking then? Is that where you start looking for a player who's Pot- potentially potentially yep. even a, a loan player for you know a couple of months uh, or, or until the end of the season? Um, but I, I think I think Sydney will struggle if they don't find a replacement for Braden. And I don't think you know up top. I don't think Cam Sobo and Bahaja are the answer at the moment. So they need um, they need to get Bobo back. They need to get uh, Barbarousas back. Um, and once they do that, plus, you know, they, they need that midfield fixed and they need, to, they need to do it quick. Okay, last thing before we move on. I know it's very early on in the season. By the season already, Philip Curdo. Oh, unbelievable. At short notice, on a, on a, how do you get a no, guy we, like we that? We knew he was a good goalkeeper because he, he's done it before, right? And then, you know, previous se- last season, you know, was on the outer a bit. Um, but we know he's a quality keeper. And MacArthur, lucky they've got rid of uh, Federici, you know, Federici's left, but um, Curdo's come in and he's going to save the day for him, you know. Yeah, look, he's, he's an absolute uh, addition and a half. So good luck to them. Uh, first of the Sunday games was the victory versus the Raw. Uh, I think Paul Raw have the same luck as their young defender at the moment. Trewin, the week before, his uh, goal was disallowed from the VAR. This week, he still scores an own goal, and I don't think it's what they deserve. They competed well and had chances and defended okay, but there was one difference in the game. You know what that was? Marco Rojas. Yeah, he was good. He's he a joy to watch when he's in form. And to be honest, when he came back last year, you know, that when they used to say, are you Dali Ali or his brother, when Mourinho famously <laughs> said that, I think they sent Rojas's brother here because last year he was a shadow of himself. He was. Under Popper now, welcome yeah, back. That's what you get. Popper, Popper's like caviar, all right? <laughs> that's, what, that's what you get with a, with a good coach. But that's also you're what you get, get when you're a girl's back, right? Taste. That's the sort of quality food oh, you're eating, caviar. I love, love caviar. Bring it around. Mate, you're going to tell me next you're having truffles and that sort of thing too. Is that how it works? That's how it works, mate. That's how it works. <laughs> you know, but... Yeah, like I said, uh, Poc, Poc, uh, sorry, Rojas was great. I thought Jake Brimmer had a good game as well in midfield. And it's but just, he always at, at Glory he was being under, underused, wasn't he? Yeah, I think he's found his he's, he's found his home now. Well, and last year he, was, he was in a there. very tough environment at uh, Victory because they were out of place, and even yep. players like Callum and Mac- but he McManaman, still did well last who were championship year. He scored, players, he scored lots of goals. Yeah, looked look like they were struggling. But uh, you know, the main thing that I love before we move on just about the Victory this year. So Popper's brought in a lot of quality. But he's getting more out of D'Agostino, Hamill and Co. Yep. Hamill was just treading water at Western United. D'Agostino was a bit player at Perth. He just seems to get a little bit more juice out of, of the orange, doesn't he? He just yeah. seems to squeeze a bit yeah. more out. It just means that people want to play for him and you can't, you can't buy that. Well, you can't coach that. It's, it's just something that's in your DNA, yeah, right? When you've got a coach that the players want to play for, the, you know, the performance on the pitch, the effort on the pitch – uh, you, you know what Popper's uh, structure is like. You know it's very, it's very routine, and some players thrive off that. And it looks like at the moment the Melbourne Victory players, in particular the young Aussies in uh, D'Agostino and, F- and Falami, who scored as well, uh, they're thriving. What a in that ball from Rojas! It was brilliant. brilliant. Mate, it was it was it was like a ball on FIFA. Uh, it, it was it was something L two plus square or whatever it is, and you just whip that ball in. Look, it, it was a day for it because it was sunny in Melbourne. There was a crowd there, and uh, Victory turned it on. Okay, and moving to the last game of the weekend uh, on the Sunday, the Wanderers had a 2-2 draw with the Jets. I think both teams will feel it was a lost opportunity. Uh, three errors creating three of the four goals. Uh, what were your thoughts on the game? Yeah, I thought Newcastle can be, you know, they, they'll go home kicking themselves because that first half performance, they should have been up by a couple of goals. Then they cop a, a, a late equaliser to go in one, one or a half time. Uh, come out in the second half, you know, half asleep, a bit shocked. Uh, Tom Ahmed scores a great goal. Um, and then I thought the Jets sort of got their way back into the game, got that goal. And then, to be fair, the Wanderers probably could have won it in the end. Uh, Rodwell came on and, and uh, made a, a nice little mazy run through in midfield and should have finished to, to make it 3-2. Yeah, look, it's a great sign for the Wanderers with Jack Rodwell getting 30 minutes this week and that classy run which uh, Jack Duncan was able to block. Look, the finish wasn't there, but uh, I think the hard part... Save. But the hard part was the run, yeah. right? So, okay, you get there, probably tired legs. You know, he, he hasn't played a lot, so yeah. probably tired legs, but great signs for them. But from a, a Wanderers' point of view, is this a concern? So you've changed a lot of your, uh, your squad. Uh, you've got... Two quality goals out of a beanie. I know it was a mistake, but he still rattled the ball home. 
Uh, Hamid, that's the reason why they brought uh, Tomer in because he just is an absolute goal scorer with class. But same story, 31 shots, six on target, and you score two goals. The other team has a handful of shots and they score two goals. And arguably the Jets could have won it they, as well. They, you know? they could have won it. And, you know, like I yeah. said, you brought Reese Williams in and the – the tackle that he put on for the penalty yeah, he knew it straight was four away, days so late, though. I know he slipped. He knew it straight away. But it was four days late. Yeah. Now, I don't you know what's going to happen. And they're not the sharpest of teams that you're playing against, right? There's better there's yeah. better, there's better, strike forces. There's, you know, uh, Alfie. There, there's Barbarousas. There's Keo. There's Fornaroli. There's all these guys. Yeah, there's Naboot, McLaren, yeah. you know, Melbourne City. So if that's the sort of tackle you're putting in, is that just down to lack of match fitness or is this a concern already for the Wanderers that they're – lacking speed at the back and they're really going to struggle. I wouldn't be too concerned about Reese Williams because he's played at a, at a higher level. He, he knew straight away that he made a mistake. Um, and, you know, from his uh, – a player with his um, – you know, he's played played overseas. He's, he's played for the Socceroos. Like, he won't make that mistake again. Um, but it, I think it is a concern for the Wanderers because they've played two home games now, haven't won yet. Um, you know, yeah, all right, there's only two games into the season – but we're starting to see those trends creep in um, from last season and they, they need to start winning football matches. Like I said last week on the show, I said um, if, if they don't start winning, you know, after round five, six, seven, if they've only got one one win and five draws or whatever it is, um, Robbo's, you know, he, he's going to have to answer for his job. You know the way it goes, right? People say, oh, I'm not worried if we're not scoring. I'm worried if we're not creating. But the problem is when you're no, creating you for two finish. years, no, but for two years, yeah. it can't keep going on for a broken record. Oh, eventually, you have to start converting your chances because if you're not banking the, the dollars, you, eventually you're going to run out of coin. Yeah. So that's that's how it works. So, look, that's the end of our Revolution Roundup for this week. Uh, after a short commercial break, we go to the players' escape room with uh, MacArthur Bulls, fantastic new recruit. Craig Noon, back after the break. You're listening to the Football Revolution. Up now, we welcome to the player escape room, a player who had an amazing season winning the double last year with City. He's now decided to move to MacArthur for a new challenge. Please welcome to the show the Bulls' new attacking weapon, Craig Noon. G'day, mate. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Mate, and also, uh, happy birthday. So we know it's your birthday today, so we thought it was a big enough privilege to be getting you on the show full stop, let alone... Uh, the day you turned 34 young. So uh, thank you very much and much appreciated. Yeah, no problem. Um, um, yeah, I've had a nice day now. So I'll uh, just finish just finish training. So I'll do this with you guys and then I'll get home to the family. What's the plans for tonight? Nice birthday dinner? Yeah, we're going to go for dinner, me and the missus, um, into the city and see where, see a bit of Sydney and... I'll be an early night, not too, not too mental with the season starting this weekend. Mate, I'll make sure that uh, PK doesn't hear this before uh, before the first game on the weekend. So all good, mate. You can say whatever you like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, mate, Thank what's you. the biggest thing you've noticed so far about uh, Sydney and Melbourne? So you spent a couple of seasons, very successful seasons with uh, a city and now moving to, to Sydney with uh, MacArthur Bulls. What's the main thing you've noticed so far since you've been in the, uh, in, in the city? Uh, I think the weather's a lot better over here than it is in Melbourne. Um, obviously, the lifestyle's a bit different because you're close to beaches. And in in Melbourne, I was basically right by the city, so my nearest beach was St Kilda, and that's not really much of a beach. So uh, we're here. I've got three or four beaches around me, and yeah, I think the weather the weather has an effect, and it's. Yeah, it's definitely a better lifestyle here, I'd say. Well, we're very happy to have you in Sydney. So it's a lot easier for us to get out to games and uh, and watch your place. So uh, for us, that's definitely a tick. And uh, if it's if it's working well for you and your, your partner as well, then uh, everybody wins. Yeah, thank you. So how's pre-season been? I know uh, Ante Milicic is uh, is very detailed in, in the way that he operates, whether it was with the Matildas or now, uh, you know, with the Bulls. So how's pre-season been? Yeah, it's been probably the longest pre-season I've ever done, to be honest, with all the uh, pushbacks and COVID. Um, but, um, yeah, the pre-season's been very good. I mean, and as you mentioned, Dante's, you know, attention to details very good. Um, so is my management as well. So, yeah, it's been enjoyable. It's been hard. It's, it's, had, the, it's had the best of both, really. But now the games are coming up and... We just want to get them started and 
get into the season now. So talk me through it. What's the reason behind the move? So you had, uh, you know, some very successful seasons at City and and honestly, last year I thought uh, you were one of the stars of a league. You absolutely lit the league up. I think there's no secret that yourself and J-Mac and uh, Marco Tilio, et cetera, were, you know, a huge reason why City was so successful winning the double. But then for you to then, you know, move to MacArthur and in their opening year, they, they did fantastically well. So what was your thinking behind the move? Yeah. I mean, as I, before I came to Australia, I said I don't want to move the other side of the world, basically, to just go and to enjoy it and see out the rest of my career. I wanted to come over here and, and win trophies and compete at the top, top of the league and, you know, try and have a good influence in the dressing room and in, in the teams that I'm at, whether it's MacArthur or Melbourne. Uh, I like to think I've done that at Melbourne City and we were successful there. Obviously, the first year, my first year, we got beat in the grand final and we also lost the FFA Cup final. And so that was still a success from the club's point of view. Um, but then the second year, obviously, to to go and do the double was, um, was definitely what I came here for. And that was the the best part of me being here at the moment, I'd say, was um, was definitely bringing that success to the club and, and being part of a, a great team. And, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It, it. Look, it made total sense to me why all the clubs would be chasing you after the year you had, but uh, I just wanted to hear the words from your mouth and why you obviously were looking for a new switch. But like I said, uh, City's loss is obviously MacArthur's gain. But uh, with the sort of season you had last year, how do you set goals for this year? What are your goals this season based on how successful you were last year? Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, obviously I was a free agent coming up to being a free agent in the summer and I'd spoke to Ante and I'd spoke to another number of clubs as well. Um, and I think Ante stuck out in terms of, you know, he, he sees this season as a challenge to go one better. It was the first season last year and they, they came so close. Obviously, Melbourne City beating them in the semi-finals. But, yeah, I think, as I say, I, I moved here again, moving from Melbourne to Sydney because I see it as a new challenge again. And that's what, that's what I want to be a part of. Yeah, I think the most exciting thing for fans from a from a Bulls point of view, but from a league in general, is the fact that they haven't rested on a, a successful first season. They've gone out and brought in the likes of yourself and Davio and and you know some really quality players. So it goes to show they're not happy just to sit in the finals in their first year, but they are genuinely pushing for higher higher honours. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, they've brought in some you know really good players, as you mentioned. Willie Davila was, I think, nominated the best player in the league last year. Um, and then striker-wise, Tommy Yorich and you know Danny De Silva as well, and even in in the midfield, adding someone like Jordan Much, who's got you know 70, 80 games in the Premier League, that experience can only make us stronger. Um, and yeah, we're you know we're looking forward to. It. We think we've got a good balance, and yeah, we're we're ready and ready to go now on Sunday against Wellington. I think everyone's ready and raring to go to watch you guys uh, get out on the park with your, with your new look team and see how uh, how the season goes. But, uh, mate, I've given you a bit of a warm-up, but uh, I'd like to get stuck into one of the two games that we like to play with our guests, and uh, this will test you out and probably challenge you with a few things that uh, most of the shows don't. So are you ready to play? Yeah, let's do it, yeah. So the first uh, game I like to play with the guests is called Lock, Stock and Three Smoking Balls. So there'll be three questions here that I throw at you. If you get stuck, I'm more than happy to jump in and uh, give you a hand. But uh, if you're ready to go, we'll throw the first one of the smoking balls at you. Yep, good to go, yeah. So the first one, if you could sign one player from the A-League to be a teammate, who would it be? So if we take the if we take it away from the board at uh, the Bulls and you could bring anybody in, who would it be? Or is he currently playing with you? Um, yeah, I'd... We'd probably have to change a bit of the formation, but I'd squeeze Jamie McLaren in. Um, definitely, I think the, the amount of goals he scored in, in the in the last couple of seasons, 
you know, it's been incredible. And I think you need that someone that's going to score that many goals. So he'd be the one I'd bring in. So we'd reunite you with J-Mac? Yeah, yeah. I think he, I think uh, he'd enjoy being in Sydney too. So maybe, like I said, I, I could try and see what I can do behind the scenes and see if we can make it a possibility maybe next year. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I <laughs> think um, Tommy Yorich would be, he'd be um, happy to play with him as well. So I'm sure we could squeeze them both in. Sounds good. So if you could change one FIFA rule, what would it be? I think it'd be VAR. You know, the there's. Nowadays, there's too many cons to VAR rather than the what should be the pros. I think you need to give the referees back the game, the the grips of the game, basically. So you'd stick with goal line technology, but everything else in the game, you just let the referee and the players just sort it out, like the old schoolyard games, I guess. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, obviously, goal line technology is a massive thing, um, but you know that the offside where they do the lines on the pitch and stuff. I just I just can't get used to all that. And, you know, the time that they waste to go and view, review, and I just, yeah, I don't I don't agree with it. I, I always wonder sometimes what they're doing in there. There's four or five guys in the room and they, that's, they've only got one job, right? There's nothing else they have to do. All they have to do is tell us, was there an infringement or no infringement? And they still can't come up with it. So I'm guessing maybe they're doing two jobs at once. There's maybe a call centre or something else they're working on at the same time, <laughs> earning double wages or something because nobody can see them. Yeah. yeah. And the, last, and the last question from our Lock, Stock and Three Smoking Balls. If a genie granted you one wish, what would it be? Um, and you can't say to be Craig Noon, okay? You can't, you can't, you can't nah, say that. I'd say, um, I'd say the... You know, winning winning a trophy or a couple of trophies at MacArthur this year. Okay, mate. It looks like they've brought in the right man. You you've got the the CV, you've got the pedigree, and you've got the hunger. So I think uh, they were very smart. So whoever was uh, behind the move for you to leave City and come to Bulls gets a, a massive tick from uh, from the Football Revolution. Yeah, thank you. So the next uh, the next game I'd like to play with you is uh, our version of Uno. Now I don't know if growing up uh, you're exposed to the game Uno, but our game's called Nuno. Now I, I'm a big Spurs fan, so I've heard a lot of old Nuno, old Nuno recently before uh, we sacked him. But I know that uh, we have our own Nuno superstar in the A League, your former teammate Nuno Reyes. Yes. So the way that Nuno uh, Uno works is you normally get seven cards. So in our yep. version, you're going to get seven questions. There'll be two okay. options for each question. You just pick whichever question is more um, suitable for yourself, which applies to yourself. And the only other trick you need to do other than answer one of the two options is you need to, once we get to the sixth question and you've answered the sixth question with one question to go, you must call out Nuno. If you don't, there'll be two more questions at the end. Okay. Now, I'll be timing this. Uh, so far, the leader on the leaderboard is your former teammate, Marco Tilio. So he's... Uh, 32 seconds 30, he was able to um, knock that over in and he was able to say Nuno, so he got no additional questions. Um, and then at the end, if we have some time, I'll come back and maybe quiz you on a, a few of your answers, but uh, I won't waste any time during it. I'll just fire away and let you uh, answer them as you like. Okay, so after the sixth? You must call out Nuno. Like Nuno, you must call out Nuno. Okay. You ready to go? Yeah, ready. Snow or sand? Snow. Home cooking or Uber Eats? Uber Eats. Early bird or night owl? Early bird. Follow your heart or your head? Heart. Comedy or action movies? Comedy. Messi or Ronaldo? Messi. Uno. Uno. Flat white or long black? Mocha. 33-17. So your teammate, Marco Tilio was able just to pip you on this. But yeah. uh, you did very that's, well. That's you. That's the youth. <laughs> I'll blame it on the youth. So a couple of things I'd like to touch on, mate. So uh, you said Messi. Why? Uh, I don't know. I think left foot is union. Um, I mean, I have been a big fan of Ronaldo all my career. Not so much idol, but I've, 
you know, I enjoyed watching them both. But I've always went with Messi. I think maybe being biased, left footers and and his style of play. Okay, so flat white and long black. You said mocha. Yeah, well, I've I never really drank coffee until I came to Australia, and then obviously living in Melbourne, people were saying, "Oh, you need to have a coffee." And I was just the boring, "Oh yeah, I'll go for a coffee." But I ended up getting English breakfast tea for so long. <laughs> and yeah, I got that much stick about it. I started uh, trying a mocha, and I've I've enjoyed them, and I'm still on them now. And I need to I need to up my coffee game, but I'm still on the mochas for now. It is a stamp of uh, approval or coolness, right? Especially in Melbourne and Sydney, if you if you don't drink coffee, like you're you're a bit of a, a, a loner, you know. It's like you're, you're left out of the group. So uh, I'm the same as you. I was only started drinking coffee a few years ago. Prior to that. People would take photos if they saw me with a coffee because it was such a, a one-off instance. But uh, you have to fit in with the crew, right? Yeah, yeah. You get frowns upon, don't you? If you haven't, <laughs> you go to a coffee, a nice coffee shop, and I'm ordering an English breakfast tea or a green tea, and you get snarled at. Mate, the last one I just want to touch on is the Uber Eats. So, uh, yeah, I shouldn't like have I said, mentioned. It. I shouldn't. I was going to say you got a massive engine, right? And so. Like I said, there's no issues about your fitness or anything like that. But uh, so is the Uber Eats, are we talking only the healthy options? Is this like the uh, the, the above five-star uh, restaurants? Is this the ones we're talking about? No, that was probably a bit of a rush question, <laughs> trying to beat, beat Tilio's time. Um, but no, I do prefer home-cooked meals. Um, I can maybe just edit in the fact that... Uh, the question was, on your birthday, what would you prefer, home-cooked meals or Uber Eats? And you said Uber Eats, so it's only for today. Okay, perfect. <laughs> hey, there, was, there was two extra questions that we would have gone to if you hadn't called out uh, Nuno, but uh, like I said, being an intelligent uh, midfielder like you are, you were able to uh, to follow the instructions. So the last two, which won't add anything onto your time, Adidas or Nike? Adidas. But now, actually... Since I came to Australia, Adidas gave me the cold shoulder, so I've came over to, to Puma. Okay. Rep and Puma now, so thank you to everyone at Puma. And yeah. Nice plug. And the other one, Ferrari or Lamborghini? Uh, either or, I'll, have, I'll take any of them. I was going to say, I was it's a, I'm asking Craig Ferrari or Lamborghini, mine would have been bus or Uber. That's my my choices at the moment. So it goes to show the realm of people I'm talking to, but uh, <laughs> lucky me. Yeah. So, um, like I said, you are sitting second on the leaderboard currently just behind former teammate Marco Tilio, but I'm, I'm sure there'll be other players that take a bit longer than you do. But, uh, mate, we, we wish you all the best. We hope you have as much success this season or even close as you did last season. Uh, it was an absolute joy for everyone in the league, whether you support City or whether you support Bulls watching you. And I think that's the big thing, you know, to be able to have players of your quality on our home turf, be able to watch you week in, week out is an absolute pleasure for us. Um, we thank you very much for taking time out of your busy day, especially when it's your birthday. We hope you have a great night and we thank you very much for joining the Football Revolution. No problem. Thanks very much for having me and thanks for the effort of the birthday cake and the happy birthday message so yeah i appreciate that and it's um, it's a pleasure to be on with you and anytime in the future i'm i'm happy to come on again we'd love to get you back sometime later in the season and uh check in and, and see how well the uh, the team's going and based on the recruiting and having a player like you in the ranks now i'm pretty sure that uh they'll if not at least equal last last season's performance they could go one or two better yeah, let's hope so. Yeah, that's the, that's the plan. Thanks for your time, birthday boy. No problem, Gio. Thanks very much. You're listening to The Football Revolution. Up now, we have a new segment. Uh, we welcome to the show former Socceroo, Lons and Blackburn Ravers star to the Football Revolution team. Welcome to the show, Robbie Slater, or as I like to call him, Royalty Robbie. Hey, Robbie, how are you? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, I've got some nicknames. That's one of the nicer ones. Mate, uh, we I consider you to be football royalty, not only in Australia, but also uh, considering your, your exploits overseas. So that's why I'll be referring to this segment as royalty, Robbie. <laughs> well, um, I was considered royalty in Lons in France where I played because they thought I was crazy. They'd never seen a redhead kangaroo before. But they <laughs> called me 
they called me uh actually the you know the translation was prince Kang prince kangaroo uh in france so i guess uh, that that's that's as close to ro- royalties i've ever got that's why you're happy with uh, the nickname i've given you happy with what sorry the nickname i've given you Royal, oh, yeah, royalty, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm delighted. Like I said, mate, I've got a lot of nicknames, and that's a, that's a nice one. I tell you, I've got some horrible ones. So uh, tell us, Rob, what have you been up to, mate? Uh, busy, uh, still doing a lot of stuff for Fox and Fox Sports News back page. Uh, you know, I do two KY, the big sports breakfast, and you know, a lot of tipping on the pre- Premier League. Uh, work for Tab, uh, so keeping myself busy. So. Yeah, I haven't been uh, – obviously, I'm watching the A-League, but uh, not really involved with that as as of yet. Uh, but uh, you never know. You never know what might happen. All right, mate. Well, we've got some questions for you. We want to get your opinion on things. We know you know football. And if you don't know the answers to some of these, then uh, VIG and I will both jump in and, and bail you out and give you a bit of a hand. So uh, you ready to roll? Always ready to roll, son. All right. The new A-League song, Real Nice. Definitely your genre, R&B and uh, rap, so I'm guessing that's your, your style of music. What, what are your thoughts on the new song? It's lively and it's, uh, yeah, look, I, I, that's aimed at the um, younger generation. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, no, no, I, I think it's great. It's, it's has new, fa- it's fresh. Has the young fellow got it? Uh, it's certainly not catering for, for my generation, which is fine. And... Uh, no, no, it's good. Anything that promotes football, I'm fine with, and that's certainly promoting. Do you want us to uh, get you a couple of boxes of those Tilios? Will that that'd be a good breakfast for you before you go to the gym? Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Mate, that'd I, be good. That's good gym, it's good gym music, no doubt about it. Well, I know that you've had no involvement in the song because you would have chose classical French, so... Um... Yes, <laughs> exactly. All right, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Your thoughts on the coverage of the first two rounds of the new home of the A-League? Um, I'd like to talk about the coverage because I can't really watch it because I can't get the app on my uh, Samsung TV. I think there's some problem they're trying to work out with it. So unfortunately, I haven't been able to see much of it. Um, obviously, I've seen highlights and I've been seeing the games on, on Channel 10. And uh, yeah, look, it's a, it's there's a lot of people that I know very well that have moved across from Fox to Channel 10. But look, these... You know, when it when it moves from one home where it was there, you know, really from the, you know the start of the A League, you know, fifteen years stretch, I think it was fourteen or fifteen years stretch. Um, when it goes to a new home, it's going to take time, and you know they're bound to have teething problems. And you know, but I'm all for the good of the game, and you know, I'm I'm sure if they've had any glitches and and problems, that they'll they'll sort that out, and that's what we want to see. And the you know, one of the positives, not only the A-League's back, but it's great to, to have seen the Socceroos back on home soil and the Matildas. So, you know, there's a, a lot of positive things happening. Uh, you know, we're still, in spite of what a lot of people might tell you out there in uh, tw- particularly Twitter land where it uh, seems to be very negative, in spite of what everyone's saying, uh, there's a lot of positives. We've got a World Cup for the women next, next uh, year. And the Socceroos are in a pretty good position, I feel, to qualify for a fifth straight World Cup. In fact, we're one point better off than we were four years ago when we qualified. Um, so one point behind Japan. Those two, J- Japan and Saudi, are still going to play each other, of course. And we've got Japan at home along with Vietnam. So very much still in our own hands. Okay, so touching on what you've mentioned, what do you think the Women's World Cup on home soil will do for the game here? What will it? Uh, sorry, I just missed that last part. What will what will hosting the Women's uh, World Cup on home soil do for the game here? Oh, look, it'll do a lot for the game, uh, especially for young girls wanting to play the game, um, and also uh, everybody, everybody involved. We saw how big the event was in France. Uh, don't mind my kids behind there. They're just getting ready for summer soccer, so they they keep walking back and forth. At least they're playing uh, nice the right background. Coach. At least they're playing the right. But, um, yeah, exactly. But um, no, it's a it's a huge positive for the whole game. Uh, obviously, that like I said, the women's game. But uh, France was massive for the women's World Cup. It's an event that's getting bigger and bigger, and uh, it's great that Australia can host it. 
What were your thoughts on the Matildas' performance against the US on the weekend? Well, it could have been very different if they'd taken their chances, uh, and they didn't, and the USA punished them. Uh, you know, with a very young side, there's a lot of young players, so that's positive for the Matildas. Uh, but, yeah, it's not a great result when you're getting thumped 3-0 at home. But, yeah, we don't have a great record against the US, but we're back in uh, with another game uh, Tuesday night, so hopefully we can get one back on them. Uh, thoughts on uh, Gustafsson so far as a coach? It's been a difficult time for him uh, because most of the games have been away from home. But look, I, I think in now 15 games, it's uh, we've only had three wins and three draws out of the last 15 games. So his record, the record's not great. Uh, so the, the, there needs to be a, a lot of improvement. Um, defensively, I think we've conceded this year 36 goals in all the internationals that that's a lot of goals to be conceding. So there's obviously a lot of problems in defence uh, that we need to need to sort out uh, before the World Cup next year. But the great thing about hosting the World Cup is we don't have to qualify. We've already qualified. That is true. Hopefully, uh, Arnie, your good mate Arnie and the Socceroos will be there. The World Cup next year being played in November. Are you a fan or not a fan? Yeah, with uh, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be well, it's unique, isn't it? Um, first time we've ever had a World Cup in November. Um, yeah, the, it's going to be strange uh, with the European seasons, of course, and we know all about the 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 uh, how would you say the disappointment of, of this decision when it happened. But anyway, it is what it is. Like I said, we're in a good position, uh, one point behind Japan. Got to play Japan at home. They've got to play each other, Saudi and Japan, and hopefully Arnie and the boys can get us through it. Yeah, definitely. All, all, all of Australia, I think, have got their fingers crossed. So a couple more questions and then we'll let you go because we know you're a busy man, Rob. If you had to bet all your money at tab.com.au with two games into the A-League season, which team would you put your money on? <laughs> well, mate, I've had two divorces, so there's not much money left. <laughs> so um, um, so we'll, um, if I had to throw it all, all on... Well, considering there's not much left, I, I'd like the look of both Melbournes, Melbourne Victory and Melbourne City. I think uh, they've been both a standout. Uh, I know Melbourne City were pipped by Adelaide, you know, with a you know a late comeback from Adelaide, which was great from their point of view. But Victory under Popovich, I knew they were going to be a different side, and uh, they're the two that's impressed me the most at the at this very very early point. So I have five dollars each way with what you have left in your bank account. There you go, son. Five dollars each way, no more. You're listening to the Football Revolution. Unfortunately, we have lost our royalty, Robbie. Uh, maybe it was the fact that we only have eight minutes worth of credit, and uh, we haven't paid enough for him, so it's cut off. Or maybe it's his Samsung computer or phone that he was uh, complaining about. But uh, we could have asked him a million questions. Unfortunately, we've lost him. But uh, considering he's our new star recruit on the Football Revolution, um, I'm sure he'll be back. But. Uh, in the meantime, we just move on with the show. So uh, as they say in show business, you just the show must the show go on. on. So let's just move into our clinical finish, which is our close of the show. So uh, our weekly Tom Hammett Award. So pretty much uh, we give it to somebody who's uh, had a real good crack on the weekend. So that's probably the best way of summing it up. Last year, it used to be you on a regular basis, VIG, when you came in and you're a little bit uh, under the weather. But uh, for us, it's more been translated. Tom Hammond's one of the star strikers of the of the league. So it's uh, more now going to be into probably a, a finish or a shot or something. Uh, this week, the two nominations are Abini's power driver to punish the Jets' mistake or uh, New Boots, Andrew New Boots' sublime outside of the foot, right foot finish. Both were quality goals and, and both put a, uh, I suppose, a Hamed in their coffin, a Tom Hamed in their coffin. They did. Oh, Tom Hamed scored a pretty nice goal himself, so he's, a, he's unlucky not to win his own award. Yeah, but I think he's, but, uh, he's also a modest guy, so I think he'd hate to take it from someone else and, uh, would, and, and take would. an award named after himself, but it's only a matter of time before he does. Look, Abini's strike was was pretty good, a bit of a pole driver, and it's uh, you know a, a great shot, but I don't think I can go past uh, New Boots. Um Absolute pearl of a of a shot. He's textbook. You know, he's he's cut in, um, and then let let one rip with the outside of his foot and just curled it into the top corner. So I'm so gonna go with that one. So our winner of the uh, week two Tom Hammett Award goes to Andrew Newboots New from uh, 
the uh, Melbourne City Football Club. Uh, congratulations. Yeah, that's tough. That's tough to do. That's he's, he's channeled a bit of uh, Jao Cancelo there. I think. Yeah, it was an like, absolute with quality finish. So moving on to this week's key games. So there's another Melbourne derby uh, between uh, City and Western United, which. Uh, Look, I think Western United were better last week, but uh, they've got a bit of room to improve before they can get to uh, Big Brother City standards. So I'm going to expect the City to run out uh, winners there. But with our mate, uh, the human force field, Jamie in goals there, don't take anything for granted. Uh, undefeated victory visit Popper's old home of the glory. So he's going back to show them what they've lost and uh, what they're missing out on. And uh, the Phoenix versus the Wanderers should be an entertaining game considering there's a lot of star power there. And even though uh, the Wanderers haven't been able to put any wins on the board, they've still been good value for the run. So even though from a, a fan's point of view or from a, a neutral point of view, there's uh, been no no bank of three points, it's still been entertaining to watch. So anything for you to keep an eye out for, VIG? No, look, the, the football keeps coming and um, we're, we're looking forward to it. There's, you know, even uh, Brisbane-Adelaide, I thought, you know, like you said, Brisbane were unlucky against the victory. I don't, I don't think 3-0 was probably a, a fair reflection of, of that. They, they copped an own goal early and uh, probably dropped their heads a little. But, um, you know, there's some great games. Sydney FC, Newcastle as well. Um, but, the, you know, the big the big one, probably Melbourne City and Western United, another derby in Melbourne. So uh, looking forward to that. Well, look, hopefully the weather doesn't play a part. Last weekend it was a bit windy and a bit wet. Uh, it could be a lot worse. It could be like the UK where they're having to cancel games and shovel snow for they a couple, couple of hours beforehand. They? Yeah, it was really hard to watch. But look, probably fun to play in, but uh, not not good to watch the game at the ground or to play in. But uh, moving on to our fantasy quick fantasy update. So last week I had a score of 63. This week I stayed loyal as promised. And uh, Rojas, J-Mac, Tom Ahmed, Stefan Mork and uh, Nino Rio, uh, Nuno Rios have repaid my faith and I scored a huge 128, so a big increase uh, on last week and uh, justified staying uh, staying with my crew. How did you fare, yeah, B.I.G.? Look, I only racked up 88 points. Um, oh, that's bad news. It wasn't really bad luck for luck, you. Lucky 88. <laughs> it wasn't lucky 88, was it? But I, um, the mistake of Philip Curdo, I had him on the bench, 14 points. I didn't, yeah, I didn't amateur sub him in. Amateur hour with VIG. Reese Williams stitched me up, giving away that penalty, uh, minus two from him. Uh, but I did all right up top, J-Mac. Uh, you making you know, any changes this week? I'm sticking loyal again. Oof, I don't know. P- potentially potentially could bring Curdo into the lineup for Glover. Yeah, we don't talk about it. Just do it. All right. <laughs> See how it goes. All right. So uh, another great show. Uh, we thank very much our special guest, Craig Noon. We also thank uh, our... Our new man and uh, and co-host, Royalty Mr. Robbie. Royalty Robbie, Robbie Slater. Uh, next week, uh, we have another couple of special segments for you guys, which I'm hoping that uh, you'll love. But uh, we thank everybody once again for joining the show. We thank our special guests. And uh, until next week, as we say, rise up and join the football revolution. We'll speak to you then. Thank you very much. <laughs>